0: Hey, and welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and I will be your host once again. Big thanks to Ookla the Mock for our theme song, Superpowers. And uh, how are you, dear listener? I hope you are, I Hope this, this message is finding you well. If you are a subscriber in the States, I hope you are doing okay. If you're a subscriber in Washington, D.C., I really hope you're doing okay. And if you work in the uh, Capitol Building, I truly hope you are okay. However, I don't think uh, <laughs> the chances of that are pretty low, that I have some subscribers in that area. But hey, you never know. You never know. I live on hope, as do we all live on hope. Anyway, how's your week been? Mine's been pretty solid. Just getting a, a jump on this earlier in the week, so anything happens during this week uh, that's monumental and we're newsworthy. You'll have to wait till the next episode for me to discuss it. Uh, a few things in the comic world. One thing that came out is Miles Morales, the... Uh, alternative Spider-Man, who has been kind of prominent in Marvel comics for the last several years, and the centerpiece of Into the Spider-Verse, which is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest it. They're doing a storyline in his comic called The Clone Saga. So they're kind of bringing some of that fun 90s ridiculousness to the clone, to the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. So I'm kind of excited to see that. I, As bad as some of them were... Um, I mean, the ideas were cool, but back in the 90s, there were some really interesting storylines that kind of blew up comics. They all, be it the death of Superman, be it the clone Saga, be it uh, Batman getting his back broken and being replaced by Asriel. All of those things were interesting. Um, great kind of concepts that got bloated because they were stretched out way longer than they should have been because comic companies were trying to make a dollar by cashing in on this sort of craze. If they had been succinct stories or, you know, much shorter stories, they probably would have been much more interesting. And um, I really do have a soft spot in my heart for some of that 90s glamour cheese, which is always a hoot to me. So uh, anyway, I am very excited to see what they're going to do with that. Um, DC Comics is revving up with the future state. And uh, there's been a few new trailers dropping for different Marvel properties that are hitting D- Disney+. Plus. A recent interview, Kevin Feige revealed uh, a few things about what's coming down the pipeline. Mainly the biggest one being that they're working on Black Panther 2 and that they do not plan to recast Black Panther in order they plan to have a CGI version of him and that the script writer and directors will be working closely to come up with an idea that works, that'll build on the world of Wakanda that they've built already and sort of flesh that out. I think it's been confirmed. If not, it's mostly confirmed that Shuri will be taking on the mantle of the Black Panther. So how they step into that should be interesting. I was kind of hoping they would recast it. I know Chadwick Boseman was such a a great presence in those films. But I'd hate to see the character T'Challa go away because he had passed away. and, And perhaps seeing someone else fill that role might have been interesting. However... They've made their decision, which is fine. I mean, he has they are big shoes to fill, and it would certainly be tough. It's kind of like trying to recast, you know, the Joker after The Dark Knight when, when Heath Ledger passed away. And uh, there was a rumor that Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be replacing him since they kind of look alike a little bit. You know, we put him in the makeup, and in, in, he's a great actor, so he could have kind of filled that role when they announced they cast him. However, as we all know, he went on to play Gotham PD officer John Blake who went on to be known as Robin, incidentally, so, uh, uh, yeah, so all that's interesting, I, I'm Marvel to me has done some amazing work and, and continues to do amazing work with their movies and television, so I'm very excited to see where they're going to go. Uh, that being said, today's episode is featuring a DC character, uh, who you have seen in films, Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, if you want to pronounce it the way some do, uh, I don't, I say Ra's al Ghul. I don't know why. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. There are many different versions of how it's pronounced, depending. be it the Batman Animated Series, uh, this character on Arrow, uh, this character in the Batman Arkham Knight games, this character on uh, <laughs> uh, Gotham, this character in the Batman Begins film, and subsequently the Dark Knight Rises film. All a little different. So, But I do pronounce it Razzle Ghoul if you don't. Tell me why. Tell me where you first heard it pronounced and why you continue to pronounce it that way. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from any subscribers that have any questions, comments, uh, anything of that sort. I would love to hear it. So please get those comments, questions coming in. And please, please, please hit subscribe and rate. Give me a rating. if you uh, If you listen on one of the platforms that allow you to give ratings, please give me a rating because that'll certainly help get the word out and uh, let me continue this crazy dream that is uh, is going strong still with episode number 38 Um, I have a habit sometimes of, of starting something new before I ever really see a final finish to the old thing I'm on so I am happy that this has been enduring and that I've managed to keep it up and I've had a lot of fun while doing it so hopefully you too have been enjoying it so without much further ado let's get into today's episode the Batman villain and long standing foil of DC Heroes, Raz Al Ghul. The child who would become Raz Al Ghul, whose birth name had been lost to the ages, was born over 600 years ago to a tribe of nomads in a desert somewhere in what is now known as Arabia. Near a city whose inhabitants, ancestors, had journeyed to the Arabian Peninsula from China. Raz was interested in science from an early age. Unable to learn any living as a nomad, he abandoned his tribe to live in the city, where he could conduct his scientific research. He became a physician and married a woman named Sora, the love of his life. Braz discovered the secret of the Lazarus Pit, an ancient liquid located in secret locations across the earth that could heal the sick and dying, and even resurrect the dead. Using its abilities, he saved a dying prince by lowering him into its waters. The prince, who was sadistic to begin with, was driven completely insane by the Lazarus Pit. He proceeded to strangle Sora, whom he had already had eyes for for quite some time. The ruler of the city, unwilling to admit to himself his son's culpability, declared Roz guilty of the crime and sentenced him to a slow, tortured death in a cage with his wife's corpse. However, Raz was set free by the son of an elderly blind woman. Despite having failed to save her, the man felt that he owed her subject a debt for easing his mother's suffering during her last few hours. Roz and the son headed into the desert to seek the tribe that Roz was born into there he convinced the head of the, his tribe his uncle to follow raz in his quest for revenge by promising the downfall of the king of the city by understanding the germ theory of disease hundreds of years before anyone else raz was able to infect the prince with a deadly virus by sending him contaminated fabrics when the ruler of the city came to ask raz to cure the prince again raz killed both him and his son ghul then led his tribe to raise the city to the ground and kill all of its inhabitants Subsequently, Raz declared himself the Demon's Head after desecrating the altar of a local god, Bizu. Raz spent the next several centuries journeying the world. During this time, Raz, his uncle, and the boy used the Lazarus pits to prolong their lives. Until an incident in London, the Demon's Head caught the boy writing his own memoirs in their original language, of which Raz had forbidden all records. During a battle, Raz killed the boy and fled to use a Lazarus pit. When he returned to their home in London, his uncle had vanished with the remnants of their historical records. Over time, he became a master of many forms of combat, notably fencing. He also built up vast wealth and created a large international organization known as The Demon, dubbed after his own codename, The Demon's Head. Inside this organization, there were various factions, most notably the League of Assassins, which was sometimes called The Demon's Fang or Demon Fang. During his journey across the world, Raz came across the Infinity Island in the Indian Ocean and discovered a special Lazarus Pit at the core of the island. Using his army of soldiers, Ghoul invaded the island and conquered the natives, turning them into slaves and gaining resources to expand his empire. For centuries, Raz kept the island as a secret place, making the world believe it was abandoned. As the years stretched on, Ghoul used the Lazarus Pit to expand his lifespan further. Years later, Roz used his organization during World War II to fight against the Axis powers in order to stop the war. A casualty from such efforts was the death of a close soldier, forcing Roz to raise the man's son as his own. The teenager by the name of Quinlan developed a bad attitude after his parents' death, which upset Ghoul's new wife, Melisandre. Quinlan eventually discovered the Lazarus pit, but he was caught by Melisandre. The young man fled the scene, but pushed Melisandre into the pit, killing her instantly. Roz lost his wife and surrogate son, who later adopted the alias of Quin and became an international terrorist. In recent years, Roz learned that Infinity Island was bought by Bruce Wayne, and he set out to destroy the man and acquire his business empire. It was then that Roz learned the best-kept secret in Gotham City—the true identity of Batman. As the leader of the Demon, Roz had control over the League of Assassins, but the league was run by a few of the most trusted people in his regime. Unfortunately, in the modern days, Roz had a falling out with the former president of the League, Dr. Dark, who kidnapped Ghoul's daughter Talia as a way to get revenge over his former leader. Talia was eventually rescued by the hero from Gotham City, the Batman, and she killed Dr. Dark in self-defense. After these developments, Roz became aware of the impact that Batman had on his daughter and her for him. Shortly later, the demons had reached out to the Batman, seeking his help in finding his missing daughter, who was apparently kidnapped in the same way as Batman's ward, Dick Grayson. However, Roz had everything planned as part of a quest to test Batman's abilities and skills. When Batman learned Roz's intentions and rescued Robin, he demanded to know why the villain put him through such turmoil, only to be told that Ghoul needed to make sure he was a suitable heir for his empire. He explained that his daughter Talia was in love with him, and Roz was willing to give him her in marriage, if he proved to be a worthy successor, which Batman proved beyond any doubt. Batman didn't answer Roz straight away, and Roz would often keep in contact with the detective, informing him of strange crimes for him to solve. The first time Roz asked Batman to capture a rogue scientist who was planning to spread a plague using a synthetic formula. Not long after this, Roz planned the murder of an American scientist, and with help from one Dr. Moon, they tried to learn confidential information from that scientist's brain. Roz's plan was thwarted by Batman, who finally realized the nature of Roz's activities and their rivalry began. Later, the demons had traveled to his base in Switzerland in order to recover his vital strength at a Lazarus pit. Eventually, Roz died on the way, with his men starting the process to revive him. Batman tried to bring Raz to justice, but when he learned that Ghoul was dead, he dropped his quest. It was then that Talia activated the machine that dropped Roz into the Lazarus pit, bringing him back from the dead once again. With his strength increased and his mind crazed, which sometimes happened when one used the Lazarus Pit, Raz attacked Batman and his friends before Talia could stop him. She then helped Ghoul escape from Batman and they traveled to one of Raz's secret bases in the desert, where her father started to gather supplies to rebuild what Batman had destroyed, and hasten his plan to cleanse the world. However, Batman soon found him and Raz challenged Bruce Wayne to a duel with swords to the death. Their combat lasted for hours, and Ra's came up victorious when Batman was stung by a scorpion. Ghoul left Batman to die, but Talia gave him the antidote and allowed Batman to recover before he could finally capture Ra's al Ghoul. Ra's was then carried away from his desert fortress by Batman, who planned to deliver him to the authorities. While locked in a cell at the Gotham prison, Ra's planned his revenge against Batman. Soon the Dark Knight was blamed for the murder of Talia, and Ra's was eventually interrogated by Batman about this event. Ross confessed that he planned Talia's death in order to frame Batman, and after revealing the truth, he shot himself, making it look as if Batman had killed him as well. However, it was all part of a plan to turn the Gotham City authorities against the Dark Knight. Bruce eventually found the truth and confronted Ross, who had faked his and his daughter's death, turning Batman into an outlaw. The ultimate goal was to force Mr. Wayne to join him as his heir, but the Cape Crusader refused and tried to take Ra's al Ghul back to prison. In the final confrontation batman was distracted saving talia's life which allowed ross to remain free even though it seemed as if he had died inside a burning circus tent the demon's head then reappeared during a mock criminal court to determine batman's killer and he acted as the judge during the whole charade unaware that it was all planned by the dark knight to capture the joker afterwards Raz set in motion his next plan which consisted of marrying batman with talia and keep him busy while Raz and his men looted gotham in order to steal diamonds for a special project As usual, Batman managed to overcome Raza's trap, and Raza was forced to retreat away from Gotham in defeat. Ghoul eventually lost control of the League as most of its members defected in favor of Sensei's leadership. In order to weaken the League's defenses, Raza and manipulated information which caused a conflict between the League and Batman after the League had murdered Kathy Kane, the former Batwoman. This was part of Raza's ultimate plan to gain total control over the League. Our subject was forced to work with Batman in order to prevent the League from retrieving a powerful formula, and a short time later, Raz learned of Batman's success in cornering the Sensei. To prevent Batman from taking down Sensei and the League entirely, Raz drugged Batman, taking him out of the picture and challenging his enemy himself. But the building they were in collapsed to the ground, apparently killing both combatants. Raz, however, survived the encounter and started a grand scheme to financially ruin Bruce Wayne and seize his corporation. Part of his plan was also to kidnap Bruce Wayne, forcing him to join his army. Batman refused, and Talia was almost killed by one of Ghoul's henchmen during their confrontation, which in turn forced Ross to save his daughter using the Lazarus Pit on Infinity Island. However, Talia finally defected from his side, and her enraged father blamed Batman for this outcome. Thus, a deadly confrontation started, and her subject fought Batman until accidentally falling into the pit. Ghoul was apparently killed as the volcano of Infinity Island exploded due to the unusual activity of the Lazarus Pit. For a brief time, Razal Ghoul was once again presumed dead, because Raz's body had fallen into the Lazarus Pit. He couldn't die, and he soon returned to life. His next plan consisted of the genocide of a large part of the population of Gotham, but it was thwarted by Batman and Talia, and once again Raz was apparently killed, a victim of his own scheme. However, as history and comic books repeat themselves, Ghoul survived the encounter and while restoring one of his Lazarus pits, was visited by Batman and Talia, who were trying to find and stop the international terrorist known as quay Because of his past with the terrorist, Raz made an alliance with Batman in order to stop his former protege once and for all. Their combined efforts allowed them to put an end to quay reign of terror, but their alliance came to an end when Talia forced Batman to leave after an apparent miscarriage. Whatever plans Raz had were put on hold, allowing everyone to grieve for their loss. The Demon's Head returned to prominence and came dangerously close to realizing his dream of worldwide genocide, when his organization unleashed a deadly virus known as Ebola Gulf, a.k.a. the Clench, in Gotham City, putting Batman in conflict with a force he seemingly could not defeat. A cure is eventually located by Batman and his allies, though the mastermind behind the outbreak is not discovered. Learning that the demon's head still lives, Batman and his team circle the globe, preventing further outbreaks of the virus. Additionally, it is discovered that Raz had allied himself with Bane, the man who once crippled and nearly killed Batman. Ghoul considered Bane a potential heir to his empire, despite his daughter Talia's distaste for the brutish criminal. Eventually, a way to eliminate the clinch virus is deduced from an ancient Wheel of Plagues artifact whose knowledge had aided in the creation of the disease. But the immortal Madman again eluded his foes and capture. Roz later discovered Batman's notes on the weaknesses of each of the members of the Justice League of America, developed in the event of a villain getting control of the JLA's bodies and using them against humanity. He used it to try and destroy the group. Though defeated, Ghoul does cause the temporary exit of Batman from the Justice League, which occurs because of the mistrust of his teammates due to his contingency plans. Though some of the League's members resent the plans, they agree that the plans were created for the right reasons, and Batman eventually returns to the fold. Talia, disillusioned with her father and his plans, leaves him to run LexCorp for former U.S. President Lex Luthor before selling the company to Bruce Wayne for his Wayne Foundation to aid Batman and Superman's victory over Superman's eternal foe. Roz blames Batman for his failed relationship with Talia and stages a plot where he tries to separate Batman from his heir, Dick Grayson, also known as Nightwing. Shortly before Wayne officially adopted his now fully grown ward as his son. The plan fails and Wayne and Grayson go ahead with the adoption. Ghoul would also be involved with Bruce's second adopted son, Jason. After the boy's death at the hands of the Joker, Telly discovered that somehow Jason was alive, and Roz was willing to take the boy to his side to learn about his death ruse. However, Jason's mind was broken, and years of taking care of him caused Roz to want to get rid of him. Telly used one of Roz's Lazarus pits to heal Jason's mind and body, unleashing the wrath of her father upon them both. Ghoul's second daughter, Nyssa, furious at her father for abandoning her in a concentration camp, begins plotting to destroy him. She befriends Talia and then kidnaps and brainwashes her, plotting to destroy all hope and optimism in the world by assassinating Superman with kryptonite bullets she steals from the Batcave. While Batman stops her plan, he is unable to stop her from mortally injuring her father. Dying, Raz reveals that this is all part of his greater plan to ensure that his daughters, both initially dissatisfied with his plans, will realize that he is correct in his perceptions about the world and what needs to be done about it, and that they would come to accept their destinies as his heirs. Ross's plan works. Both Nyssa and Talia become the heads of the demon and the League of Assassins. Talia disavows her love for Bruce Wayne, and both sisters declare Batman their enemy. However, it is too late for Ross, as Nyssa stabs her father through the heart, seemingly killing him for good. To ensure Ross will not return, Batman oversees the body's cremation. Talia is prompted to read the history of Razzle Ghul to her and Bruce Wayne's son, Damien, by a mysterious figure from Ross’s past, the White Ghost. Unbeknownst to her, the White Ghost plans to use Damien as a vessel for Ross’s return. However, mother and son manage to escape before the plan is completed. After the escape, Batman confronts the White Ghost, who fights the Dark Knight but fails, accidentally falling into a Lazarus pit. However, the essence of Razzle is still able to return to our plane of existence as a living corpse, still needing Damien to stabilize his form. After he manages to procure a renewed body, Razzle Ghoul moves his base of operations to the Gotham City, where it is revealed that a remnant of his son Dusan's consciousness still remains within him. This arrogance attributes to the brazen move to Gotham and a subsequent ninja attack on Batman, which indirectly leads to the discovery of a map of all the known Lazarus Pits locations across the globe. Batman then infiltrates Razzle Ghul's new Gotham penthouse headquarters and easily defeats his horde of ninjas and Ras himself. To ensure Google is not a constant threat within Gotham City, Batman comes up with a false identity of Terry Jean Case and plants it along with credible photos, medical records, and police records for both Blackgate Penitentiary and Arkham Asylum. Batman takes an unconscious Ross directly to Arkham where it is believed he really is the prisoner, Terry Jean Case, a criminal with multiple personality disorder who had just been transferred to Arkham to finish out multiple life sentences. Along with attaching false information and a false identity to Razoghoul's file, Batman attaches a fake prescription of potent medication that ensures slurred speech and next to zero mobility. However, the orderlies miss Raz's dosage, which allows him to become conscious enough to escape from Arkham Asylum. Razoghoul was informed by his pupil Prudence that Red Robin was teaming up with new vigilante by the name of the Insider. Raz immediately deduced the insider was none other than Bruce Wayne, and he was eager to meet his old enemy once again. When Ghoul learned that Vicky Vale had deduced the identities of every Bat family member in Gotham, he spread the word out throughout Gotham's underground. Roz then sent the seven men of death and a resurrected white ghost to eliminate her. When they failed, Roz confronted Vicky himself. However, before he could kill her, the insider arrived and revealed himself as Bruce Wayne. He was able to dissuade Roz from killing her, and the demons had left with the promise of a future meeting. A genocidal madman with a history of escaping death, It's only a matter of time before we see the demon's head once again. There it is, Razel Ghoul, the Demon's Head. I first got to love that character as he was depicted in the Batman animated series, voiced by, I believe, David Warner, I believe is the character's name. Uh, kind of a character actor from that time period who did an amazing job in that version of Razel Ghoul. It was so cool with the fencing and he had the, uh, the big bodyguard and he was just so um, aristocratic. And a great foil for Batman. I really, really, really like that character. So I'm excited to see, uh, to go back and watch some of that. Because I got the box set on Blu-ray not too long ago. And uh, it's been calling me. It's been calling my name. It's been reaching out to me saying, Andre, watch me. And I need to do that so I can finish that and move on to Batman Beyond as well. Which I'll be watching soon. So yes, Razzle Ghul. My favorite depiction of him was definitely the animated series. And I've seen quite a few over the years. Not taking away from uh, Liam Neeson's version of them and Batman Begins, which was just great, too. But, man, I really liked the one from the Animated Series. And I hope you did, too. Anyway, next week we return to one of our featured interview segments. I am just uh, squaring up who that's going to be. I believe I know who it is, but I don't want to announce it just in case it falls through and I need to come up with another plan. But I will announce it on social media as soon as I am able. So, thank you very much for listening to the Graphic Histories Podcast. This has been Episode 38. Raz al Ghul. I will catch you next week.